0: to scale your results without working harder. To learn more, click the link in the show notes or go to milliondollarsellerchallenge.com. Welcome to the 2X Podcast. Here's your host, Bill Kasky. Hey, 2X Podcast listeners. Bill Kasky back for another episode of the 2X podcast. Before I go any further, you can uh, check out some of our content at BillKaskey.com. We've got a 2X Group that we'll be starting to take applications for here soon. If you want to be involved with that, there's a little brief survey at The2XGroup.com. You can check out the uh, Mastermind course and uh, put your name in, and we will get back with you when we have another course beginning. So this is week two in our four-part series on you joining me on my journey. And we're going to deviate just a little from it today, only because I've had a couple of coaching calls in the last two weeks that I think you need to hear about. And it relates spot on to the first part of our journey, which is where we started to identify how do we want to feel in a certain number of years out? Do we want to have a legacy? Do we want to have impact? What do we do that really matters, not just to those around us, but also to ourselves? So those were some of my thoughts on myself. doesn't have to be yours, but I think the assignment we left you with is just start thinking about what are your values. And the reason we want to talk about that is because we want to be at our best, and we are only at our best when we are in values, as my coach says, or we're aligned with our values. So if we're doing something that 90% of the day we spend out of value it's going to take its toll on us. We're going to have to numb ourselves or medicate or you know, put our head in the sand. We're not going to bring our best to the to the table or to the field every day. And I don't think that's fair for anybody. So let me tell you about these two calls that I had, two coaching calls, and then uh, you can maybe decide if how this fits in with our overall goal here of you joining me on this journey because part of my journey is the coaching that I do. And I can't tell you how many times... I have had someone call me and say, hey, I've got this issue. And the the issue that they have is very similar to something that I've either gone through or am going through. And I think these two calls were, I got as much out of them as they did. And I think they got a lot out of them. And I know I got a lot out of them. Number one was a call from a lady named Janet, who I've coached uh, off and on here for the past three or four years. And she was going through a funk. And by funk... Uh, she didn't have the the typical ambition that she usually has. Uh, nothing had really changed in her business, per se. But she had a great year last year. She exceeded expectations, even her own expectations. She had an awesome year. And I sense that you know here we are at the end of the first quarter, and the first quarter didn't go great. And here we are at uh, looking at our numbers, and she was just off. She was off in her numbers, but more importantly, I could you know what I could care less if you're off in your numbers. When when I do coaching for people, I don't really care about numbers. Numbers are only an outpouring and an outgrowth of how how we're thinking, what we're doing, how we're acting, what our mental state is. So if you go out and try to change the numbers without changing all the inputs, you've heard me talk about in this podcast, the inputs versus the outputs. I don't really care about the outputs. I want to focus on the inputs. How are we thinking? What are we doing? So she was in, a, in the doldrums. She was blue, as they used to say at the turn of the, not the last century, but the century before that. Uh, she was, I wouldn't say if she was clinically depressed, but I could tell she was just down. I gave her some advice. And I'm going to tell you her results, and then I'm going to go back and, and uh, give you what I, what I told her. And once we had the phone call, I talked to her then two weeks later. She's in one of my peer groups, mastermind groups. And she said, I've had a great two weeks. I closed three deals. Uh, I'm feeling great. I'm back up on top of things again. And, of course, I always want to know, well, what happened? I mean, it wasn't just our conversation, was it? I mean, what, what did you do to get back up? And, and what she did was exactly what we talked about her doing. And I'm not suggesting that I had any magic, but I think because she had to do the work. So here's what I told her. As, as a coach, I said, whenever you are in a place that you're not happy with mentally or emotionally, you're in, you're in that down spiral. You have to return to the why. You know, we've all watched the TED Talks that talk about the golden circles and Simon Sinek wrote a book on it, you know, kind of get back to why. And uh, well, actually, get back to why, discover your why, which I really do think we all need to have a, a good, strong why. But she was in a profession that she has been in for 15 years. And so nothing had changed there. And she still has a knack and a talent for this profession. And so I asked her, I said, "Why do you even do this? Why did you even get into this in the first place?" And she told me, and what she told me was very inspiring it was It was very emotional, and this is the place for her, but she had lost touch with it. She had forgotten everything became about the numbers and the quota and all this stuff, as I said earlier in this podcast i don 't really care about i don 't really care i don 't care about the numbers and the quota." Because I know that's, that's going to come if you get everything else right. And what she did not have right at that time, she had lost sight of the why. So my simple suggestion to her was return to it. Just go back to it. You know, take a glass of wine, go out in your patio and just think, why did I get in this business? Not just because I needed a job and because I needed the money, but what was there about this when you got into it that really intrigued you? And look back over your last 10 years, what really juices you about your business? And in her case, it was helping people. And I know that sounds very mundane and contrived and plain vanilla, but it was, and it was a very specific type of person that she was helping. And so she got back to the why. And she said over the last two weeks, she's been doing a lot of thinking, some writing. I think she even wrote a LinkedIn article, I believe she said, that talked about why her market is so important to her. And just that, just that, it wasn't like she had to force herself to make more calls. Oh God, I've only completed 20 out of 100,000 calls this week, so I got to do the other 990. No, just get back to the why. There's a natural motivation in all of us That comes when we feel like we're synced up to our why purpose. Why do we do what we do? Not just to put money on the on the in the bank account for retirement. I don't think that's enough. I think it has to be about the work you do. There's something about the work you do that really inspires you and intrigues you and motivates you. That's what we have to get back to. So that was one call. The second call was a little more complex. Guy named Rob who I've been working with uh, for about two years. He's been in another one of my uh, coaching groups. He came to me and he said in the last month or so, everything at his company has changed. His manager changed, his compensation plan changed, lots of rules (laughs) changed at the company, no new owners. It's just that they'd had some issues and, and everything came apart. And the main thing that came apart for him was the commission plan. And Rob is a very high achiever, so he was earning very high income, top one percent income in the country, and it capped him to where he w- it was going to cost him about about a hundred thousand dollars a year in commissions. So significant, not inconsequential, as we say in the Midwest. Do we say that in the Midwest? I've never heard anybody in the Midwest say that. It was significant, it was a big deal, and it wasn't. And, and that was a part of it, but also it was his head. His head was messed up. He started to think, you know, do I really want to do this? Do I really want to be with this company? Look what they did to me. They kind of pulled the rug out from under me, and they kind of did. But his brain, his mind was messed up. His heart was off. He was out of sync. He actually even said that he was considering, you know, saying to about a couple of deals that he had, you know, what the hell with it? Screw it. I don't need it. The way it's capped, it's not going to make me any money anyway, so I'm just going to uh, abort the process and get out. And But after I t- talked him off the ledge a little bit, he wasn't quite on the ledge, but he was, he was viewing the ledge from his hotel window. Uh, he said, what should I do? And I said, I have no idea, which I always say when people are in desperate need of some solution. I always say, I don't know. So we worked through it. And I said, look, you, you've got to get your mind right about this. Sometimes it's a matter of letting go or detaching from prior years results, from prior thinking. You know, when the game changes, this is a terrible baseball analogy I use for him. I said, when the, if all of a sudden, if you're a home run hitter, that's what you do is hit home runs. And all of a sudden, all the major league ballparks move their fence back 100 feet. They've taken away your game. You don't have that game anymore. You can't hit home runs when it's 500 feet. Terrible analogy. I understand. But I'm going to go with it because it is spring and it's baseball time here in America. Not unlike if you have a product that is selling like crazy and all of a sudden a competitor comes in and offers to give it away. That's a bad example. But something happens in the market that changes everything. Something happens to your environment that changes everything. The way I like to think about this is the rules changed. The game is still the same, but all the rules have changed. What are you going to do? One of my favorite words these days is you've got to re-strategize. You had a strategy. The strategy was working. It's worked for him for three years. He grew his income. Everything was going really well, and all of a sudden, the rug gets pulled out. So you've got to re-strategize. You've got to take your goals and say, okay, That game plan isn't going to work anymore. I can fret about it. I can worry about it. I can obsess and I can be critical and I can play the victim. I can do all that. And maybe you should for 24 hours. Kind of like the old Don Shula rule that I've heard about, that when uh, he was a football coach, American football coach, and he had a rule, he said, if we win, we celebrate for 24 hours. If we lose, we hang our heads and sulk, but 24 hours is the limit. We gotta get back on the field and go back to work for next week. And I think it's the same thing here. Go ahead and go through some grief, but you've gotta re-strategize. You've gotta say, okay, the rules have changed. I gotta figure out how I'm going to attack this game now that that has changed. So that was one thing, And, and he liked that, and he's going to do it. But the other thing is a mind game. It's the mental state. It's how is he going to get past this feeling that he has that someone has wronged him? They may have wronged him, but they didn't do it on. They, I said to him, I said, Rob, look, they're not sitting around a conference room trying to figure out how to wrong you or anybody else. They're figuring they everybody's figuring out how to survive today. And they felt like they had to make these changes, and he tried to negotiate with them, and they were having none of it. So, okay, you have a decision. You either have to get your mind right, because if you don't get your mind right about it and, and change your thinking about it, you're not going to be of much value to them, to you, to your customers. Or you have to pack up and leave, which was not his first choice and still isn't. But that is an option, and you've got to explore the option so you are thinking clearly uh, about which one you might want to pursue. And here's where this concept of detachment comes in. We all love to attach to things that happen to us. We all love to, I don't know that we love to play the victim, but we often do. And I don't think we know we're doing it. I know I do it. And, and sometimes we just have to let those things go. And what I wanted to know from Rob was, where does this hurt? This idea that they pull the rug out from under you and cost you 100 grand in commissions or whatever it cost him. I said, Where does it hurt? He goes, You know, I just don't feel like I was acknowledged. I don't feel like I was recognized. I don't feel like I was valued. And for him, that's a big value. Being recognized and appreciated is a big value. For some of us, it's not. For him, it's huge. Now, had his managers or leaders understood that that was part of Rob's value system as being recognized, appreciated, valued, then they could have probably done something different so that he didn't fall into this trap and this mental baggage of, of uh, feeling like he was a victim. But they didn't know that, or they did know it, they didn't pay attention to it. That's why leaders, you sales leaders who are listening, you need to know this stuff about your team. You've got to know it. You're managing individual people. Do you do you know how they motivate themselves? Do you know what it takes to create a in sync value schedule so they are in value, and so that if they need recognition, you give it to them, as opposed to saying, ah, oh, you know what, they're seasoned vets. They don't need any recognition. I, I pay them. I pay them damn well. I don't need to recognize them. No, you don't need to recognize them, but A, they're going to leave if you don't. B, just think if you recognize them, what they could, what that could do for them. Talk about inspiration, but we don't recognize our people enough. So he has to go back, Rob does, has to go back and say, what is there about this pulling the rug out from under me that really bothered me? And he identified recognition. I said, do a little bit more work. It might be even something else. It probably has something to do with fear. Uh, fear that I won't matter, fear that I'm inadequate, fear that I'm insufficient. There's all sorts of fears of that, that uh, kind of circle around the main issue, which is lack of recognition. But he, then he's got to let that go. It's hard to let, the, let go of the notion of somebody wronged me. You, it's hard to do. You can't just snap your fingers and get rid of that. You have to go deeper, find out what the real issue is, and let that go. And I think this is part of our coaching journey that we're all on, is things happen to us. Sometimes we can't explain it. Like in Janet's case, we don't know why we just lost ambition. We just know that we don't have it. Or in Rob's case, the world changed, the rules changed, the game changed. Either way, we've got to go back to our knitting and say, what's really the truth about this situation? How can I be self-aware enough? to be able to ask myself the question, what's really going on? And personally, I don't think we spend enough time at that. I don't think we need to lay in it, in the muck, but I think we do need to reach out and try to figure out some of these things, and then you can take corrective action. Once again, it's hard to take corrective action if you're not working on the right end of the problem. So my question to you today is, have the rules changed in your game, in your market? Do you need to re-strategize? And how do you manage your mind during that? I'm going to be writing a piece on sales potential. What is our human potential? Do we even know how to look at that? Do we know how to assess it? Do we know how to think about it? And this is part of this article that I'm going to be writing. I'm going to put it on LinkedIn and some other places. So I'll make sure that uh, when we release it, which will probably be in a couple of weeks, we get it out to you and uh, we'll, I'll, I'll make sure that you get a chance to read it because it's a pretty significant article on potential. But I want you to think about that and then think about have you returned to your why? Have you really done some serious soul searching to discover? A, what is your why? And B, did I know it at one time and I just got away from it? I think if you do those two things, you're gonna find yourself coming around to a little bit more confidence, a little bit more serenity, a little bit more peace of mind. Again, forget about the numbers. Work on these things. These are the most important things anyway. Once again, you can go to BillKaske.com. And uh, you can also go to uh, check out our 2X Group, which is a peer group for sales professionals who want to boost their income, generate more revenue, and uh, become more skilled while they're doing that, the2xgroup.com. And I will talk to you next time. Bye. You've been listening to the 2X Podcast. If you'd like to contact Bill, email him at bill at or follow him on Twitter at Bill Kasky.